Broadcasting from atop the Hensler Financial Building in the heart of Georgia's financial district, Kennesaw, Georgia. This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. I'm Troy Harmon. I'm here with Jarrett McKenzie and Logan Daniel and the ubiquitous Kelly Lynn Scalise. It's ubiquitously <laughs> bossy. <laughs> well, that too. Uh, See? Yeah. I didn't have to say it. You just proved it yeah. on the air. Exactly. How about that? Oh, that was classic. I just lean into well, it. Well, you know. ubiquitous. Huh? You're just ever-present, right? Uh, I'm always here. That's exactly right. Yep. And what I meant. But you're bossy too. Mm-hmm. Don't want to take that from you. Nope. Not at all. So, all right. next, we're going to talk about... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, uh, we got something here for Jarrett and Logan. Um, I have a couple of investors here, Rick and Amelia. Um, they're in what they feel the final phases of preparing for retirement. You know, so like, you know, mid to late 50s, really kind of doing that last ditch effort to save as much as they can. <clears throat> However, Rick just read a, a startling statistic mm. from the Employee Benefit Research Institute, which we've talked with, about them many a times, reported a couple needs anywhere from like 212000 to 383000 for out-of-pocket health care costs in retirement. Yeah, how do they yeah. budget for that? Like, where does, I mean, is that, how, where do you even start? Hey, by the way, um, congratulations on your retirement. Please save $300,000. <laughs> what? Yeah. This is why you start planning well ahead of retirement. Uh-huh. There you go. <laughs> well, if you think about it, retirement can last from 25 to 30 years. That's, yeah. That's yeah. pretty much average. And if that be the case, you just take $400,000, divide it by 30, you're about 13300 bucks a year. Mm-hmm. That's not terrible the, when you think about it staggering. like that. It's, it's it, is yeah, it is yeah. a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Yeah. Well, because it's so unpredictable, too. I mean, that's why we, we tell clients, you know, we, when we build financial plans, we're not trying to make assumptions for what these health care costs are going to be because it, it varies so much from individual to individual, right? It, mm-hmm. It's too speculative to make assumptions about usually in a, a financial plan unless you have an existing condition maybe that you know what the costs are like. So what we're really looking for to help plan for that, just generally speaking, is what, where where is your maximum spending annually in relation to where you're currently spending? You know, in other words, do you have a buffer between what you're spending today and what you could spend so that you could uh, absorb those unexpected mm-hmm. expenses, you know, and, and that way you don't necessarily have to speculate. But I think to Kelly Lynn's question, which seems to be more related to the, the actual vehicles that you might use or that would be beneficial or helpful uh, to use, uh, you know, probably the top one uh, and, and kind of to what you were alluding to, Logan, is maybe that HSA. If, if you're doing that mm-hmm. well in advance. I mean, that that's a great, great uh, vehicle to use because you, know, you could potentially avoid tax altogether on the dollars you save into that account if it's used for qualified uh, health care expenses. But, you know, if it's not, you, you also got an additional retirement savings vehicle in that HSA mm-hmm. uh, that is growing tax deferred. So uh, that's helpful. But also early on, I mean, if, especially if you're younger, you know, it's still in your 50s is probably the most cost effective. It gets a little more pricey as you move on. But a long-term care policy, uh, particularly if you've got uh, a history of, of you know health care needs in your family uh, especially ones that you know would would come in pretty handy uh, you know or, or where a long-term care policy would come in pretty handy uh, I think you combine a long-term care policy with say an HSA you're going to be well prepared uh, not to say that there aren't other vehicles that you can use uh, as well but 
yeah, in HSAs, I mean, you can essentially invest that money and let it grow. Even if you're 40 years old and you're, or in this case, 55, I mean, save to it every year. Even if you have some small expenses, just kind of cover those out of cash flow. Mm. And that way, when you do hit retirement and that, let's say the HSA has grown to 50 or 60,000, then you could pull out what you need as it's grown and it's going to be tax free. Uh, exactly. For oh, that. so you can use the HSA actually after you've retired. Yeah, it's not like you just one can't of those save things. to it. Uh, okay. But okay. you can use it really up until. Is that no situation kind of like an IRA or a, a 401k? Mm-hmm. You have to have uh, income in order to save. Yeah, and you HSA. have to be involved in a high deductible health plan. Exactly. That's right. So you are you are limited. I mean, if you're have really good insurance and it's kind of a copay plan, as I'll call it, you can't participate. Yeah. Mm. So you have most, to have a certain most plan. Most insurance plans are high deductible these days. Yeah, especially so, now. Yeah, yeah. The other ones yeah, are. Especially now. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's a great point, man, because, you know, the, you don't know what those health care costs are going to be, like we're saying, that far no. down the road. So saving for that in, in a through a vehicle like an HSA not only makes sense from the tax advantage, but also letting it accumulate tax-free all those years, kind of like we're doing with our retirement accounts, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, so that it it is hopefully a lot more valuable down the road when you need it the most because you're not on a group plan with an employer anymore or something like that. I mean, that's a, that's a huge benefit and a great yeah. point you make. The, the reason that that differs so much from the, the 401k is because the, if you take it out to spend it on those health care expenses, there's no tax. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's tax-free forever, basically. And yeah. you're not limited to, let's say I have an expense in 2023 and it's ten grand. I don't have to pull out my HSA in 2023. You can go pull that out later. So it's uh, not a use it or lose it. Yeah, it's it. not a like, use it or lose it. Like an FSA. Yeah, I think yeah. everybody started with that FSA, the flexible savings, mm-hmm. and everybody kind of got confused from there because there's a lot of misconceptions about HSAs. Yeah, yeah. I, there is a limit that uh, that you can save to in an annual yeah it's period, like seventy right? seven hundred or seventy seven fifty if you're a family plan and then thirty eight fifty for this year if you're self employed yeah. or single right mm-hmm. um, so it's not it's not like you can sock away a lot of money to it yeah. but over time I mean yeah the, if you're maxing it out it's like any other savings plan the yeah. earlier you start, you start the better <laughs> off you're going to be because <laughs> exactly. you know the the power of compounding you're mm-hmm. going to you're going to benefit a lot more. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you invest it, like, and I don't know if this depends on like which company administers your HSA, but I mean, is that, do you have like choices like you would in a 401k or is it just like a, hey, good luck, invest it? <laughs> yeah, it's very similar to a 401k. Okay. Most of them have a set 10 or 12 mutual funds or ETF. Okay. So it's not like that intimidating if somebody had to go about doing this no, themselves. I mean, you can go, it's like S&P 500, just, okay. just track yeah. the market and kind of set it and forget yeah. it. Quite yeah. often exposure to the market overall is, mm-hmm. is, is the biggest benefit. Is best, yeah. yeah. I mean, in years like 22, it wouldn't have helped you at all, yeah. uh, down 18% right. on the S&P 500. Details, but details. To, <laughs> but the thing is, even yeah. with those kind of drawbacks, oh, you can yeah. look over a long period of time, you're going to get 10.5% on average if history is any guide mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, again, you know, earlier is better. Always yeah. invest, invest, invest. So if you are investing your HSA dollars, now, do we also apply a 10-year rule to that as well? Not necessarily, but we do recommend, you know, having some funds earmarked for healthcare expenses because much like in the case of a 10-year rule, mm-hmm. we don't want people to be in a position where they're forced to have to sell their the investments they've selected right. in, in opportune time all because they've got medical expenses to cover. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm thinking. Like, I mean, like Troy said, 2022. Yeah, and the reason it, the 10-year rule is harder to apply there is just because of, of the... Um, 
well, it's just harder to identify or know what those expenses are going to be. If you're doing a financial plan and you kind of know in retirement approximately what you're going to need to spend, and, and usually with a financial plan, you know, we can kind of get – especially in retirement, mm-hmm. we can get really close in on what is the client's need mm-hmm. uh, from the portfolio. Whereas you, you try to do that with an HSA, you're talking about uh, projecting someone's medical yeah, expenses. Yeah, which is near impossible. Right. But. So I, I usually okay. tell people, look, look at the, the past five years, which is not necessarily a great gauge for the future, because as we age, we're probably going to have an increase in healthcare costs. But I use it as a base and say, you know, apply a, a premium to that of, you know, whatever you're comfortable with. And so you, you set aside that so you know you've got at least five years plus, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you, you feel comfortable adding to that. So you've got a buffer. Well, here's the thing, Jared. If you if you think about it that way, you've got money put away on the sidelines kind of from your your main portfolio. And I don't know if you guys include the HSA or in the conversation of your financial plan. I would assume you do. But mm-hmm. you wouldn't necessarily in like a period like 22 where we did lose 18%. You don't have to do it then, as, as yeah, you uh, Logan to, was exactly. saying. You, you don't get, want to be too conservative with it because the whole idea is to let it let it grow. Yeah, but don't but, go crazy but it, and right. yeah. go just 100% But after risk. the market has recovered, you still have that benefit. You yeah. could go back and – And you and, can pay yourself back. Pull it down, I mean, yeah. if, if you had to come out of pocket ten grand and that's a bad market, just wait for it to recover. Go sell it and then yeah, yeah. yeah. Retirement's a little different because you got you're, mm-hmm. you're kind of forced to take it from your portfolio. So right. there's not other options. But in the case of the HSA, you might be able to. You've got other options to pull from so that you don't find yourself in that situation. Sure. And HSA. if you had bonds set aside for spending anyway, you could use that as sure. the pool of money that you're not selling yep. at a at a bad time in the market. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you can go back later and in. in future years and deal with that and i know we're running long one last question do you find that your clients really don't understand what medicare is going to cover oh often yeah often yeah. okay because yeah. i was going to say like that has to be part of the conversation too yeah. like mm-hmm. well frankly it's so convoluted sometimes it's hard for us to keep up <laughs> with it because i mean it there really is that. there's so many dynamics to medicare that yeah it, it is it's a lot to. Uh, to I mean, it it, it 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 like if they're mid fifties, are they? Should they be actually looking at like, okay, what is Medicare going to cover? How do we need to budget? Like what they. I, I mean, our biggest conversation now is if you're, let's say you're 55 or 56 mm-hmm. and they can retire, it's like, well, do I want to retire now and wait 10 years and pay health care out of pocket? That's always, when, yeah. that's really where the expenses are coming up now. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody just, retires at Just 62. having insurance? Yeah, just paying for <laughs> just in, health insurance. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, that makes it crazy. All right. Well, thank you guys for that. Um, coming up next, we are going to head into our question um, question mailbag. So stick around. You're listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. 
As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.